0: Go to shopify.com income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: Welcome to Having It All. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I bring you conversations and insights that explore the question what does having it all mean to you? My goal is to leave you with stories you can relate to and messages you can take action on so that you can create an abundant, loving life. I am so excited that you're here to hang out with me today. Now, let's jump right into this episode. My guest today is Dee Riley. Dee has spent more than 20 years in leadership and personal development. She has served as a consultant to Fortune 500 companies such as Capital One, Aetna, and Wells Fargo where she coaches individuals, teams, and leaders on peak performance. Dee is an accomplished author and speaker, and she's also the founder of, of MindMasteryAlliance.com and creator of the LifePrint program. Now, I'm excited to chat with Dee today because she has a very interesting approach to this whole mind-body-spirit wellness thing. And her approach is more science and research-based, which is something that you just don't see too often. So with that, I want to welcome D to the show. Dee, how are you being today?
2: I am fantastic, and I am thrilled to be here. So thanks for uh, taking the time to chat with me.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for gracing this show with your presence. And uh, you know, like I said, I am excited to to dig in with you on on your approach and the work that you do. Um, but I want to kick things off with having you. Just give us a little bit more insight into your work.
2: Sure. Sure. Well, it's funny because, you know, when people ask me, you know, what exactly do you do? You know, in, in the uh, my my professional life, when I was really actively consulting with companies, my title was a performance consultant. And they're like, well, what, what is that? And, and you know, the easiest way to describe it was to tell people that I help people get out of their own way. Um uh, mm. Because most of the time, uh, if, they're, if someone isn't um, where they want to be in life, achieving what they want or with, with the person that they want or whatever it is, if there's some sort of uh, part of their life that's off, um, nine times out of ten, it's really rooted in, in their own psychology and their own approach. And so I, I used to find myself uh, spending more time working with people and their psychology than I was necessarily working with, you know. Well, you know, how do we get, you know, this person to achieve this? I, I, I felt like it was it was more of a interpersonal thing, and and so that's sort of how I wound up doing the work that I'm doing now. Um, I, I realized that in the corporate setting, as much as I loved doing that, and I and I still kind of, you know, work with people in that capacity. Um, I found that that. Sort of restricted me just a little bit in that I couldn't um, what's the best way to say this there were people needed more from me than I could give them you know in the context of the corporate world. There were courses and things that i that that I wanted to teach that I could tell people needed around you know a uh, balance in the home life and mm. and 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 just those just just those sort of more personal less business kinds of things, and so I thought, well. I think I want to meet that need, um, I, I, you know, and, and, you know, people would call me at night, uh, very highly accomplished people would call me and say, Dee, I, I, you know, I, I need your help. You know, I have to do, you know, this project or this thing or, or this merger or whatever. They were all. And, and, and I could see that, that really where they were coming from was a very human place and it wasn't necessarily, well, you're not managing your time well. It was more along the lines of, okay, what's at the root of your fear? And yeah. <laughs> so I ended up kind of, really working with people more on a personal level. And so the work that I'm doing now lets me kind of help people free themselves from, from those boundaries.
1: That's powerful. Now, how'd you get into that work?
2: You know, it's funny. Um, I'm what they call an accidental trainer or (laughs) accidental teacher. Um, there was just this, uh, there was a time in my life where I was work, working for a bank, a fortune 500 company, and I took over a team of individuals that were not performing well. And I was told that when I, when I, when they moved me over there and everybody's like, Oh, you got that team, you know, kind of like running. And I thought, Oh my God, I can't wait to meet these people. Cause I don't know what's going on here, but anyway, I started working with them and, and, uh, you know, within a very short period of time, we really started Performing well, uh, there were I think over 50 teams in in the the site that I was working, and they were consistently in the top five, usually one or two. And so, of course, that got everybody's attention, and they're like, "Well, what are you doing?" And so, my response was, "Well, let me show you." I, that's just sort of what a someone who's kind of born into the teaching kind of persona. That's just what they do. So I you know, kind of put together this thing. And I was talking to the leaders going, okay, here's the problems. Here's how we solve blah, blah, blah. The next thing you know, they made me a trainer. <laughs> so I was then teaching leaders how to lead. And so I just sort of fell into that part of it. And then, you know, loved it. I uh, loved every, traveled all over the country, teaching leadership classes and working with people on individual levels and learning as much from them as they were from me. And uh, then I decided to, um, you know, take that to the personal level too, and really help people with life, and and that's sort of why I'm, I'm I'm in the space that I'm in now. So I just kind of fell into it, to be honest.
1: I love that. I love that that you were given the opportunity to uh, to exercise a gift of yours, and then that gift was recognized by others and cultivated, and and you went with it, and that's that's really cool. That's inspiring.
3: Hmm. Thanks.
1: So I want to I want to talk about mindset a little bit. And you mentioned that as you were describing the work that you do, because um, as I was doing a little bit of research on you and getting to know you, I kept coming up, I kept, I kept coming on that, um, that topic of mindset and the importance of your mindset. So I want to reference a video that I saw on your website. Uh, it's a video you posted by Nick, and I believe I'm going to hope I pronounce his last name right. Nick Vujicic. Like oh, I, yeah. I get it correct.
2: Uh-huh, yeah, very yeah. Good.
1: <laughs> so, so for those who, uh, who are listening who have not heard of Nick Vujicic, um, he is an incredibly, incredibly inspirational man. Um, Nick was born with no arms and no legs, yet he has this amazing sense of humor and just outlook on life. And what I'm going to do actually is I'm going to post a link to that video that you posted, uh, Dee. I'm going to okay. put that in the show notes on this episode because I'd love for everybody to watch it. And now there's a scene in this video. I'm going to sort of set the context and ask you my question. There's a scene in this video where Nick is at a water park and he's going down the water slide and he gets to the bottom and gets out of the water. He looks at the camera with a huge, huge smile on his face and says, it's freezing. I can't feel my hands. And then he laughs. laughs. And, you know, I saw that and I cracked up. I'm like, this guy has such I mean, he was born with no arms, no legs. He doesn't have hands. And that's his, that's his sense of humor around all of it. So this obviously relates to mindset. And my question to you is, why is it, why do you think that, that people like Nick, who are facing just incredible circumstances in life, they can take them on, they can smile about them, use them as motivation, and, and live an inspired life, but then other people who seemingly have all the advantages and have all the opportunities, they don't. So why, do you, why is that?
2: You know, I've, I've studied that for years now. And it's funny that that you asked me that question because I ask that question almost every day. Um, I want to know, literally, I, I tell people I'm a little bit of a nerd in that I read and I research and it, because that whole, the human condition just fascinates me. Um, and you know, what I've seen is that, um, People get up every morning and they have a choice, but they don't always know that they have a choice. And so that's, that's where the, the, the challenge comes in. And, and we don't, as, as a, I don't even want to say as a society, but, but globally, we don't teach in my mind, what we really need to teach people. We teach math, we teach science, we teach history, all those things are important, but they're, they're not, they're not really what we need to know every day, to be honest, but this, this choice that we have is that is is really is a is a is a power. Um and and we have a choice on whether or not we, we decide our circumstances are, you know that, that that we're happy or that we're not, that we're satisfied or we're not. And and it's it's um it's it's frustrating to me because there are these rare individuals like Nick who, it does not matter what circumstance that man is in, he lives every moment joyously.
3: Yeah. And
2: he, yeah, and, and he is the richest person, probably on the face mm. of the planet.
3: Absolutely. Uh,
2: because of that. And, and so we all have that in us. What, what I study and what I look at is, how do we cultivate that? Because he has that innately. But that doesn't mean that other people can't develop that, and and we haven't uh, we haven't done that yet. We haven't learned to create uh, what I consider an extraordinary psychology. We all have the power within us, you know. Um, but it really is um, it, it is a choice that people make every day. And how do you help them understand that they've they're making a choice? I mean, right now, all of the people that are listening to us. Um, it, and, 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 and kind of seeking this, I, I, first of all, they're in my mind in the top 1% because they recognize if I just get the information, right, I can, I can, I can do something with this. So yep. I, I congratulate those people um, because you're, you're a rare bird. Most people kind of just sort of bungle along and hope it all works out. <laughs> it's not really a good plan. So yay for, for all of you out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah I, I, I think that um, you know you, you, you seek out that information and you learn that that you have uh, personal power and and, and, and you have to, you do have to cultivate that and there's lots of ways to do that. Um, but the first and foremost one is, is is what all these people are doing right now, which is was listening and and I read and I listen to podcasts and I, I, I'm literally I, I, I tell people I'm I'm a personal development junkie um because I, I just find people so fascinating and and just wonderful and, and um just there's just this amazing power in us that that people should embrace.
1: Absolutely. I, I'm I'm so on board with everything you just said. Um I think I think people are fascinating. And as I've gone through my own journey of just looking inward and learning about myself and and uncovering things about myself things that i have pushed down or denied or, or you know flipped in my mind i just it opens my it opens me up to a whole new world of how how i think and therefore how other people think and relate to life and for you, have you have you always chosen to wake up and and uh, and and decided that you were going to be happy? Has that always been a choice you made?
2: You know, no, <laughs> it was the the exact opposite, and that's why I think I do what I do now is because as a young child, um, things were very very hard for me, and I was almost conditioned that life wasn't you know, just this bowl of cherries that it really is. You know, I, um, was the child of a a single mom. There were three of us and a very loving mother and, uh, you know, good support, you know? So in that sense, I was very, very fortunate. So I don't want to make it sound as though it was tough that way. It wasn't, but it was very hard financially. You know, we went from being pretty comfortable to kind of having the rug pulled out from under us. And, um, those years are formative, you know, and, 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 and it's, it's very, very hard. And so I always struggled with security. You know, I, I thought I have to, uh, I have to be better. I have to be faster. I have to be quicker. I have to be, I have to have all this money in the bank. I have to have all this so that I can feel safe. Right. And, uh, and, and that's one of the things that I learned over time is that, um, your security and your safety and your well-being and all of that comes from within. You can have a ginormous bank account. You can have all of these things that you're trying to control in your life, but that's the illusion, right? The the, the control comes from, from inside. It comes from your faith. It comes from your faith in, 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 your, your, your higher being. And it comes from faith in your own abilities. And, and it, it comes from, from, from experience and time and learning um, and standing up when you got knocked down, you know, that gives you the confidence to know oh, if it happens again. I'm okay. I did it once. I can do it again. Yeah. it does. And, yeah, and, and so I learned, you know, that, um, I, I just need to rely on me, you know, and I, and, and I'm good. I'm okay. And, and that's when things started to unfold for me. But yeah, as, as a youngster, it was a little bit different for me. Um, I had the wind knocked out of my sails, but I'm grateful for that. That was the best thing that could have happened to me at that time. And when you can get to that point where you look at this terrible experience that you went through and you're grateful for it,
3: mm.
2: uh, yeah, you, you, I, I, it gave me strength. You know, I look back on people that I knew as a, as a kid and they seemed to have everything I wanted and they didn't have the benefit of, of the adversity that I had. It, literally, they didn't have that. And then when we all got out into the real world, some of those people really struggled. And I didn't have those struggles because I had to stretch my wings earlier.
1: You know, it's fascinating. You talk about going through that adversity. Um, I, I feel like there's so many stories out there of people who've gone through adversity and then when asked about it after the fact, they say they are grateful for it, like you said, and they, they wouldn't they wouldn't trade it. You know, like um, my 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 coach, my mentor, his name is Day Adioba, and uh, we were at a meetup group last night, and he's reading from the book Good to Great, and yeah. he was reading this excerpt about a man who was uh, I, I'm doing my very best to paraphrase it, but um, he was I think imprisoned in a in a uh, POW camp in Vietnam for eight years, and through th- through that experience, through that circumstance, um, he learned about faith. He learned what faith truly was. And he said afterwards that, you know, given the chance to go back and undo that experience, he wouldn't. And I think that's so amazing about adversity that we hear other people go through, but then we ourselves are are so against or do everything we can to avoid going through adversity. Despite hearing and despite knowing that when you make it through, you are stronger, you are you know, more whole, more complete. You are, uh, you have more courage. I I find that, you know, getting back to the topic of people being fascinating, I find that part of, of humans just absolutely fascinating that we can see the result of one thing on one hand, but then we will run away from it on the other hand.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned in the, um, is that our reactions are, um, as a, as a race or a species, we're conditioned to run away from, from fear, right? Because, you know, you have predators, you had things. And, and so what happens is, is um, you know, when you, when you start to, to experience anxiety or any of that, it, you know, literally that, you know, you, we've all felt it, right? You get scared and adrenaline pushes, you know, rushes to your limbs and, oh, yeah. and you know, your arms and your legs and you're ready to run right? Which was great. in the prehistoric times does very little to help you when you're in a business meeting and you're having a mental breakdown, <laughs> right? You yeah, I
1: mean? that doesn't help at all.
2: I used to have to teach in the corporate setting, literally teach people to get a grip, you know, and to understand the physiology that was happening in their body so that they could then start to, to take control of their psychology mm-hmm. uh, because that's what happens. It's like they what what was designed to protect us, you know, centuries ago is now undoing us uh, in a lot of ways. People wake up, uh, you know, you you hear all the time about people that, you know, heart attacks happen, you know, the most between Sunday night and Monday morning, because people start to stress about the week and then they don't sleep. And then, you know, things take over and and it, and it, it affects them tremendously. And and those are the things that, you know, we have, to, we have to learn, we have to recognize when it's happening, and then we have to do the opposite. So unfortunately, um, what used to protect us is now really starting to undo us a little bit. Um, fortunately, you know, once you realize it, you, you know, you can fix that and you can adjust it. But again, all these things that, that people like you and I and the people that are listening pursue you don't get that in elementary school and you don't get that in middle school or high school. You, you, the, the, those are the things that aren't taught. And, yeah. and they're in my mind, a lot more important. I use that every day. I don't use calculus. I have to admit, I'm not knocking people. who. <laughs> to that, but I'm just saying I use these life lessons every day. And so I, you know, I think uh, if I had one wish, it would be that they really start to look at uh, at that in the educational system, you know, how do we really set people up for success in whatever they choose? Not, not necessarily to pass a standardized test and I don't have any problem with those either, but, but I just think, you know, we really need to look at, you know, how do we really help people thrive? And I don't, I don't think we're, we're there yet.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I would love to, to have experienced some classes on topics that we're tackling today in High school and college because um, I was a I was a person who was very stressed. I was very concerned about what I was going to be doing um, after school and and upon graduation and even while I was working, I was very concerned about what the next thing was. And uh, I had I had a lot of challenges being present. And mm-hmm. um, you know I I believe in the principle that everything is energy, right? You know, no matter what it is, it, it's it's energy and you talked about that feeling of of anxiety and the adrenaline that's pumping that causes our prehistoric mind to want to flee and that's just energy and we when we like you said when you're aware of it when you learn about it you have the ability to transmute that energy and instead of it creating a flight response it can create a more powerful response that can actually help you to create things and man if if only folks were 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 taught or just introduced to those concepts earlier, I can only imagine what the impact would be. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I found myself, people, I would teach classes in the corporate setting, and um, I found myself ad living more and more, bringing more of the outside things that I was learning into the classroom where it applied, and I found people were responding more and more to that and and coming to me after class and and uh you know um i actually at one point thought you know my husband was joking he was like maybe you should put a sign on your door that says lucy five cents you know (laughs) 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 just going in and going in and and and, um there's just there is there's a huge need you know uh, for, for people to have um just the, the the resources to to understand what what's going on why am i anxious what do i do when i'm anxious do i really even need to feel anxious right now half the time the things that we worry about aren't even things that that we need to worry about you know i think it was yeah. mark twain who said i have experienced a lot of bad things in my life none of which actually happened mm. <laughs> I always thought that's that was, powerful yeah you know because it's like it's true we worry about stuff that Nine times out of 10 doesn't even happen. Um, but, you know, it's getting to the point where you stop and recognize that. And you're right, that whole idea of energy. Um, and, and it does um, it does repel people and it does draw people in, depending on the energy that you're giving off. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. I think it was Sean Acor who wrote um, The Happiness Advantage, one of my favorite books. I think everybody should read that book if they haven't. And he does a lot with uh, positive psychology. And that's my favorite uh, sort of, I guess, discipline that, that I study uh, because it, it doesn't study psychology from a what makes someone sick or mentally ill or, or that kind of thing. But it's like, what makes a happy person happy? What makes a, a successful person successful? Let's study what makes people well versus, you know, you know, let's prevent it before it gets to a point where someone's you know, depressed or, or whatever. And so he actually was, he cited um, uh, some research that, that they actually said that if someone is in a room and they have a dominant emotion, whether that's happiness or fear or, you know, anxiety or sadness or whatever, but if they're experiencing a very, you know, strong emotion, Um, that 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 emotion will will transmit to the other people in the room so if somebody walks in and they're really sad everyone else in the room eventually is gonna they're gonna come down a couple levels because that that energy literally is transmitted if someone comes in and they're all pumped up and they're happy and they're going yeah you know let's do this people start to get excited and so you know that that energy is uh it, it is critical and a lot of times people don't understand why they don't relate well to people or, or, you know, you know, why other people respond better to to someone else. And a lot of it has to do with that. So it's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, going back to what intrigued me about you is that you do have this science and research backed approach to this topic. You know, and I think a lot of a lot of times people can view self help and and you know what we're talking about today as very just esoteric. It's just up there. It's, it, you can't really ground it. So how, how would you ground something like what you just said, that whole someone walks into a room with a certain type of energy, and I'm making air quotes over here, energy, because that's one of those words that I think some people yeah. just, just it just repels them, you know, mm-hmm. like the energy and vibration. How do you ground concepts like that for folks who are more, science, scientific mind, like data minded, how do you bring that down so that they can grasp it and, and really get from it? What, you know, what is possible?
2: Mm -hmm. You know, what I do, uh, at least in the programs and the things that I've created, um, I, I, I told myself from the very beginning that anything that I taught, was going to have to be research based. There had to be some proof in the pudding. And the reason for that is because of, you know, what you're saying, As people, there there are some people who will innately, you know, gravitate towards it because they're just believers. They're positive people and they 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 like solutions and and they're just happy to get the answer. How you got to the answer is irrelevant to them. But there's a lot of people out there and I I am more on that side where you gotta show me how do you know this works or, or why are you saying this and, 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 and what is this based in? Um, because then I think you open up uh, that information, you open the minds of the people that really need that information to get it. So um, what I've spent a lot of time doing and, and I again, I just I, I'm, I'm a research nerd but it's it's research that interests me. I mean, if you hand me spreadsheets and stuff like that, I have no interest in it. But if you <laughs> if, if you tell me about a psychological experiment, I'm all over it. Yeah. I want to know why someone's motivated. I want to know how motivation. You know. Uh. You know why people have it one minute and they don't have it the other, and and how do you fix that? And 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 the research is out there. Um. So it, it's just a matter of you know really looking at you know whatever particular subject you're interested in and, 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 and reading up on that. And and I do bring that side, uh, to what I tell people. And I sometimes worry that I'm going to bore them with the, <laughs> the details, but I'm like in 1972, they did this study and this is what it proved. But, but again, there's that group of people that need that. And then yeah. they open their minds to it and then they're willing to try it. But if you just tell them, well, if you're grateful, um, you know, you can pull yourself out of, you know, you you can get a job faster. They don't believe that. But if I tell them, well, there was a study done in London and they took two groups of people, 30 people who just, 60 people couldn't find a job, right? 30 people, they, they told them, we want you to wake up every day and we want you to do a gratitude journal and we want you to do a couple of other things to be grateful. And the other 30, they just left to their own devices. Well, the 30 that developed the habit of gratitude all had jobs within a year. Mm, right? I believe and, it. And, yeah. And, and so you tell somebody, do a gratitude journal. They're like, yeah, okay, thanks. But if you tell them why and how, they're more willing to give that a try. And so that's that's why research is important to me. Uh, I do think that sort of the, the common perceptions out there around the law of attraction and all of these things have been over-marketed. Yes. And they yeah, and that bothers me. Um not because I think everybody's well meaning. I really do. I think the people who did the secret they they did a great job in bringing that to 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 uh you know like everyday, you know, you can now say law of attraction everybody knows what you mean. 10 years ago nobody knew that, right? So yeah. I think they did a really good job of that. However, um I don't think that people really looked they just looked at the concept, they didn't dig into, okay, so how exactly does this law work? And, and, and how, does that, how does that help, you know, this other person? And, and they overgeneralize. I mean, you know, I tell people all the time, if you wanna sit in your living room and imagine checks coming to your mailbox, you can do that. Uh, but the chances of that actually materializing, uh, only using that are, you know, it's not gonna happen. And it doesn't mean that the law of attraction isn't true. It absolutely is. It's based on energy. It's based on a lot of what you and I have talked about. But it's not the only factor. So I'm very careful when I, when I teach people. I'm like, okay, so this is how the law of attraction works. Now let's look at the law of the subconscious. And so let's talk about that one, which is one that is not mainstream and should be. Um, and that's really more around what you believe and how your beliefs affect what you see. You know, most people think that they believe what they see, right? That's a, if somebody said, so, you believe what you see, you'd say, absolutely. And it's like, well, that's not really true. Yeah. You see what you believe. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, that's what you see. Opportunities are out there. If you don't think that you're going to make it, you're not going to see the opportunities. So that's, that's the difference. And so, yeah, I, I, I kind of, you know, research everything and I give people studies and sometimes I <laughs> go too far with it, but, but it does help people. Understand. Okay, this isn't just hocus pocus. This isn't new age. You know, chanting and positive thinking. This is this is real. This can help me. I
1: love I love how you talked about. You just brought up um, the power of the of belief. You know, because I always this idea came to me. I think it was um, I forgot where I got it from or read it somewhere or heard it from someone. But you know, you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. Mm -hmm. And I. Once that got in my mind, once that incepted, I started to see examples of that all over the place from simple interactions, like talking with family members who, who will say things like, well, every, everyone's selfish. It's like, oh, wow, that's, that's an interesting belief. And that belief is going to it's gonna manifest itself in many interesting ways in your life. And so I'm happy you brought that up because the things that we believe really, really do create our reality exactly. and, and our experience. And... You know the things that we believe are are what they're they're the ingredients for what we then attract, mm-hmm. and I think that's such a when I grasp that concept, and I'm still working on it. You know, like I'm still working on on looking at the beliefs that I have, the ones that are serving me and the ones that aren't serving me, and working on letting go of the ones that don't serve me and trying on new beliefs. But um, I'm I'm super happy you brought that up because it is incredibly powerful.
2: It is, and it's so it's it's um, it's eye opening, right? It's almost like a revelation, you know, and, and then you, you're right. You know, people who observe other people, that's the best way we really can't see ourselves, right. And what we're doing and what we're attracting and what we're not, We're, 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 we're too in the middle of it. But if you watch other people, that's, that's to me, um, you know, a big. Uh, it's a wonderful skill to have, you know, to, to just kind of sit back and watch like a movie unfold and you can see where people are are, are going and, 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 and how that's impacting their lives. And and the whole idea of beliefs and, and how they shape your opportunities and your attitude and your energy level and your uh, desire, it's just it's amazing. People who believe in miracles, they see miracles every day.
1: Absolutely.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and, and so we, we really need to do a better job, I think, in, in helping people just, you know, get that whole idea of, of, you know, what do you really believe is possible for you? You know, and, 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 and even what they're, what they're worthy of. A lot of people walk around just feeling like, you know, it's surprising to me. It's not even just the confidence, the ability to go get something, but whether or not they deserve that in life. And, mm. uh, you know, there, there's so many things that, that, that people need to just kind of sit back and, and I'm grateful to hear that you look at, I determine whether or not a belief serves me, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's, a, and again, it goes back, it's a choice, right? And, and so, yeah, we, we have to kind of understand what beliefs am I holding on to right now? And is that one I want to keep? And, and, and then you, you make that decision. And that's, that's amazing because a lot of people don't, they, they don't take the time to look at that and really think through, you know, how is this belief helping me? Um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that.
1: Yeah. And you also mentioned how it is challenging to look at ourselves and, and to investigate our beliefs and to see how those beliefs that we have are showing up. And I just did a, a podcast episode about feedback. And about how feedback in, for me in my life over the past, I'd say, three years has been instrumental in the, in the growth and the healing and the transformation that I've experienced because it has allowed me to see me through other people's eyes. And as I've gone out and I've asked for feedback from other people, from, uh, from coaches, from, from my spouse, from my wife, from uh, close friends, and I just asked them, you know, how do you experience me? How do you experience me in life? How do you experience me? Uh, with friends, with family, and I've received that feedback. It allows me to get a picture of how I'm showing up, and from there I can look at okay, here's how I'm showing up. Let's investigate some of the beliefs that I might have had that have have created this end result. Because you know I don't want to be known as a whatever type of person if you know the feed, whatever the feedback was. So let me investigate why that's happening. And so um, I wanted to bring that up as feedback and and. I think I read somewhere on, on one of your newsletters, you talk about the power of seeking a coach or seeking a mentor um, and having that outside perspective. And I think that is, is very important, very crucial. If you do want to examine those beliefs that you have that are serving you and that aren't serving you, because a lot of times it, it is challenging for us to to look at ourselves with uh, with objective eyes, if that's even possible.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that up because really... Um being an observer of yourself, um, I don't, we're never a hundred percent there, right? Because yeah. we just, you know, but it is a skill that you can develop and, and it's something that, 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 you know, I've taught and I know that other people have taught, but it, and it is a critical skill set to have, uh, to be able to kind of try and remove yourself from the situation and just sort of, uh, you know, literally try to observe okay, what did I say and how did this person react to that? And, and was that my intended, you know, was that what I intended to have happen and was that the result I wanted? And what could I have done differently? It's one of my favorite questions, you know, is, is, is what could I do more, better or differently, mm. you know, in, 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 in my own life. And, and so you really do have to be an observer of yourself and you can learn. Um, and then I think a coach um, I, I know in my own Uh, life. I've, I've had people coach me and I've been incredibly grateful for it. Um, because they bring a different side to it and they bring their experiences and, and, and their, uh, you know, the mistakes that they've made and and they can save you from that. You know, that's something that I think, you know, people, uh, people don't always do. They don't, they don't think about their network and they, and they sometimes think of coaches as, well, I have to go out and get a life coach then or I have to you know, get, get that kind of, you know, and and for the people who can afford that and do that, it's wonderful. I certainly would encourage them to do that, but you can create your own personal network of people that can, can coach you and guide you in their area of expertise without ever having to get into a formal coaching relationship with people. And I, and I don't think people think that way either, but it is one of the defining factors. If you look at successful people, people who really achieved a, a lot in their lifetime, they're very careful about who they surround themselves with and, and, and how they network with people um, because they realize that that influences their, uh, their mindset and their ability to achieve. And, and, and there's so much that, that goes into that, but they literally do create an environment for themselves where they can thrive. So uh, I think that's a, an important thing. You do have to coach yourself a little bit and you have to make sure you've got the right people around you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. So I wanted to to jump back a little bit and uh, and get into just a little aspect of your story, because you mentioned that you had this this uh, experience of, um, sorry, jogging my memory again. It wasn't scarcity. It was uh, security. It was security. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge believer that breakdowns lead to breakthroughs. And so where you are today, just from having heard your your story and and you talk about these topics, you've had a a number of breakthroughs. So what have been some of the breakdowns that have led to these breakthroughs in your life?
2: So I, I definitely think that, you know, like I was saying, they started early with, you know, like just my childhood, you know, one minute we were secure and happy and the next minute you know, everything was changed, and I was the oldest, and I, I felt like there was some responsibility there. I had to step up, and I had to grow up a little earlier than than most nine year olds. Um, and and that again, I'm I'm grateful for that, and and I think that that served me well as I I, I put myself through school. You know, I did a lot of student loans and things like that, and and uh, then you know I I you know, started a family and 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 you know kind of did the traditional route, but Along the line, um, yeah, I did have, I, I definitely got hit hard a few times. Um, uh, financially, my husband and I were doing incredibly well, and then real estate just fell apart. And that, that was a, a, a time in my life where I went from, you know, having everything kind of exactly where I wanted it to, you know, all of a sudden seeing the balance sheet and and, and thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, how did this happen? You know, technically, we did everything right. We researched everything. We learned from people. We did everything you're supposed to do. And and I, and I think that that's the part that people struggle with is that this, the whole idea of this is it, that everything, if you do everything right, everything's going to go okay. And most of the mm-hmm. time it does, but you're still going to get knocked off the pedestal. And, yeah. Um, and, but I didn't fear it at that point. That was the interesting thing. Um, I remember particularly with the, the real estate um I just looked at that as a as a circumstance, as something that happened, but I didn't ascribe any huge emotion to it. I'm not saying it was don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I just soared through that. Um but I did pick myself up and dust myself off a lot more quickly, having been through some other things, you know, earlier. And I realized I I can I can fix this. This is an event. It does not define my life and it doesn't define my future circumstances. It's just something that happened. And, um, and again, I, I just, I feel like those things that, that make you stretch your muscles, you know, really, um, you you are, you are grateful for it. And, and, um, and I think people should, should kind of step back a little bit and look at those things. And if you are in the middle of something big, and it's difficult, look back on the times that you went through something earlier and, and, and look at where, you know, look at where you are today and, and it gives you a confidence, um, doesn't make it easy, but it makes it easier, Yeah, uh, you know, to go through it.
1: Mm, that's powerful. And you know, one of the, one of the themes I think that I've, um, I've heard and experienced just through speaking with people on this show is that when folks are hit with circumstances in life, because we all are, you know, life, life smacks you around, um, the folks who have been able to learn something from it and grow are the ones who have, have chosen their response and, and chosen how they were going to, to move and act and think and behave next as opposed to simply reacting. And, you know, maybe in the moment itself there was a reaction, but then there was always some point where they did what you just said. They, they reflected on it, they looked back on it, and they said, you know what, okay, Uh, this isn't personal. This is a moment that I can grow from and learn from, and I'm going to take the lessons, and I'm going to be thankful that it happened, and I'm going to continue on. And that has been something that pretty much every guest that I've had has shared in one way or another uh, when it comes to adversity and circumstance in their life, whether it is addiction or death or trauma or whatever it was, they had that moment of like, okay, I'm still alive and I can choose to feel differently about this. I can choose a different path. And I think that that choice, like you said, is where all that power is, all your power lies, right? And your ability to choose.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you don't, you don't have a choice in what happened, but you have a choice in how you react to it. Yes. And, yes, and, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was, um, Tony Robbins who said one time, he broke down the word responsibility to response and ability, meaning mm. ability to respond.
3: Yeah and, yeah, and
2: that that always stuck with me. Um, I think I heard him say that 20 years ago and it was just one of those things I thought, yeah, I do have the ability to respond how yeah. I want to respond. And and yeah, I think that's huge. And and so you do, you know, it's interesting you said, well, you know, it doesn't mean you don't feel bad because you do have to feel, you know, if something bad happens, it happens, you know. Um, but you said at a certain point you know, you have to, you have a choice to make. And that is absolutely true. That's why when people are come to me and they're like, now I'm going through this divorce or I, you know, I lost my job or whatever the, the realities of life are, there's a certain point where I'll say, you know, it's okay to feel bad for a certain while. It's, mm-hmm. okay, it's okay to feel it, accept it, let it, let it go. And then you have to draw that line in the sand where you say, okay, now it's time. I, I, I am done. You know, I, 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 now I, now I need to, to move forward. Now I need to problem solve, you know, whatever. And you literally do stand back up and yeah. you dust yourself off and, and you move on. And so there, there's a, a point where you just say, I don't want to be in the dark anymore. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And you sort of put closure to it and, and, and you open the door and let the light in, you know, and, 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 and that's, that's at least been my experiences, you know, you, you do have a, a, a choice to make at a certain point, hopefully sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like, I can think back to a number of examples in my life where, you know, circumstance hit and I reacted, right? And I, I reacted and I, I experienced it and, you know, I felt the weight of it and, it. and in my mind, it was probably like, this sucks. Like, for example, <laughs> you know, I remember getting fired from from a job. You know, I worked at, worked at a job for three years and then the, I got fired. And for about 12 hours, I was completely reacting, you know, all, all sorts of emotions came up. But then at some point I chose, I chose how to respond. And I also remember with, um, when I was younger in college, I used to smoke a lot of weed. I used to, that was my, my go-to thing because that was how I reacted to life circumstances. Mm -hmm. I would use, I would use drugs to escape. And then at one point, one day I, I kind of had that oh, that aha moment that I could choose something different. And I remember going cold turkey. Now, do you do you have examples in your life where you reacted, you know, you, you were reacting nine times out of 10, but then that 10th time you said, you know what, I'm going to choose my response. I'm going to choose something different.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it's it's funny. Um, I'm sure there were a lot of them, but the one that's jumping to my mind right now is um, I had a, a, a family situation um, that was, was very difficult in the last year. And, um, or if this had happened earlier in my life, I, I shudder to think at how I would have handled it back then. But mm. um, I, you know, we had a family member that was terminally ill and, and passed away. And um, I have a large extended family and, and it was, it was difficult because everybody had different reactions, you know, and um, those kinds of things can make or break a family and our family is still struggling, you know, even today. And, and I, I have no doubt we'll work through it, but, but it, you know, I remember thinking as one particular person was really kind of just becoming unglued um, that I have to just accept where we're at right now. And I'm, I can't judge this person or their reactions. And I need to just, Kind of sit back and process and, 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 and be okay with, not okay, but at least accept right now where, where things are. Mm. And earlier on in my life, I would have, I, I would have gone at this person with, I mean, literally I'm an emotional person. Um, and I've learned to keep that in check now, but I think, you know, that that's sort of one of those times where I looked at this and thought, I have a choice Right now, of course, I reacted when 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 we all got the initial news and everything, and it was it was it's your worst fear, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, e- everything else, jobs, money, whatever, you can fix that, you can replace that. You can't replace a person in your life and the, the spot that they have in your heart, you know. It's it, you just can't. Um, so, I, I guess it's it's just one of those things where I had to look at it and go, I can't if I say or do the wrong thing, this could be irreparable and it's not who I want to be. I was tempted. You know, you, somebody starts to fight with you or you you want to put your dukes up. You want yeah, to, you know, you want it's to, natural. But I, yeah, I thought, no, I, I am, I am, it's not the person I want to be. Um, and it's, and, and it was, a, it's a difficult time. And like I said, still going through it, but I, I look back on it and I'm, I don't want to say, what's the word? I don't want to say proud, but, I'm at peace with the fact that I I didn't say or do anything below the line. I didn't, mm. you know, so, you know, and that, that only, you know, comes from, from experience and, and, you know, like what we've been talking about all along, which is choice. I can choose to react and flail and, 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 you know, whatever, or I can choose to, except, and I only can control my behavior in this situation right now. I am the, that's the only thing I have control over. Everything else is, you know, is out there and up for grabs. And, and so, you know, like I said, I don't think a a few years earlier, five or 10 years earlier, and I, I would not have reacted the way I did, you know, this year. So I'm grateful that again, it all goes back to you have these rough times in your life and you learn from it. And you know, and, and and it helps you. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change
1: a thing. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, and, and I I also heard you talk about in what you just shared, how other people reacted the way that they did. And, and, um, in a former life, you know, years ago, you would have reacted in a different way, but this time you chose to, to be at more at peace. And what I also heard in that was unconditional love. Like loving people where they are, and loving people at, at how they're choosing to respond at that particular moment, even if it's not what you would want, it's it's that's their choice. And like we say, everything comes down to choice. And so ultimately, loving people and holding that space for them, and I think that's also a very powerful part of of all of this that we've been talking about. Yeah, it's
2: funny. Um, um the the whole idea of uh, what I've learned, you know, in, in the last few years in particular, this whole idea of acceptance and forgiveness. And, and what I mean by acceptance is, is just, it doesn't mean you agree and that's the part that I think people get all caught up in. Yeah, You don't, you don't have to agree and, 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 you know, you don't, it's not like you're giving people a pass, but you just have to accept sometimes that situations are the way they are. And some things aren't, it doesn't all fit in a neat little pattern or a puzzle or, you know, it's, 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 there's gray space and there's blurred lines. And so there, there's a a part of you that just has to sort of let go of all of that. And it's such a, it's a, a feeling of freedom and peace that in my earlier years, I didn't have, I, you know, I think sometimes we want to control things and we want to judge. They shouldn't have done this and they shouldn't have said that. And, you know, and I think you just have to just sort of take a step back. And I, I don't want to be under a microscope. I don't want people looking at me judging everything I do. So I can't really sit in the same seat, you know, so I, I've learned, you know, to, to kind of accept people and accept things and just view them as events and not attach all this un, undue meaning to it. And, and then, you know, from there to, to, to be able to forgive the behavior, uh, the, the, the forgive the person, maybe not be in agreement with the behavior, but just separate the two a little bit has helped me a lot. Um, and again, the situation right now is still not ideal, but I'm not experiencing as much turmoil or angst as I would be if I was trying to control it or trying to uh, make people see my point of view. You know, that's that's yeah. energy that's expended that is just not it's not healthy. You know, so it's a, just a different it's just a, a different way, um, and and I, I feel better about it. So, like I said, you know, it's 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 more of a feeling of peace, even though you're in the middle of the storm.
1: And I will say for, for those listening right now who are thinking, man, all this stuff, you know, it sounds like you all are, are making all the, the right choices and the healthy choices. I will say that this stuff is simple. It's simple in the concept. It's simple to understand, to just accept people. But it is not freaking easy. No, <laughs> it is not easy. I, and, and I, I screw this, this part up probably more than I, than I get it correct this whole accepting people of where they are and not judging them and not using words like should, Mm -hmm. because man, my, my ego will believe and convince me that I'm right. Mm -hmm. And my ego will, will want me to make them understand Mm -hmm. as opposed to me just working on understanding them. Mm -hmm. And man, like it is simple, but it is not easy. And I think that's a, a wonderful, wonderful, uh, like last little thing to leave everyone with that this stuff that we're talking about today that we're talking about right now, a lot of it is just simple, but it's not easy. And it takes, yeah. you know, it takes time. It takes intention. It takes courage to actually do these things. And, uh, and, and because you're going to screw it up and it's not going to always work the way you thought it would. Um, but I, I truly believe and D and I I get this from you as well that, um, to be living your most inspired life, to be living out, you know, your dreams. It does take this type of, of, uh, of work that we're talking about today. And so it's worth it. It may not be easy, but it's worth it. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So I want to close this out by asking you a question that I ask everybody who jumps on this show with me. D. what does it mean for you to have it all in life?
2: You know that's a great question. It's funny because that was one of the reasons I was drawn to your podcast, is I love the idea of having it all, and that was sort of the question I had: is you know, is what does that mean? Because it's different to different people. But I, I really think that the the most important thing is that people they have a, a balance. You know, <coughs> pardon me, they have a balance to their life, right? That their family, their spiritual, their their, their careers, and everything is. It, it makes them happy um and that there's not an over focus on on any one of those things and i hate to make this oversimplified but to me happiness is wanting what you have and not necessarily having what you want um mm. people people put so much on they, they delay their happiness and there's a ton of research on this that people can find you know either at my site or yours but but people delay their happiness. They're like, "I'm going to be happy when I get my degree. I'm yeah. going to be happy when I meet the right person. I'm going to be happy when." And 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 you'll catch yourself saying this. I've caught myself doing it. And and really, the, the only moment in time is the one you're in right now. And 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 that's 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 the one you got to worry about. And, and and to put things off to think, well. You know, uh my life will be okay when I have the right house or marriage or zip code or whatever. It's 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 not important. So I always look at the the my 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 family, my children, my husband where that's at, and I look at my faith and, and where I'm at with that, and then I look at am I doing something I like forty hours a week? Is it something that you know is benefiting other people. And, 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 and does, am I proud of it? And then anything else after that, who cares? <laughs> it's just
3: irrelevant.
1: It is, just it is. And, and I have to ask, do you have it all?
2: I do for the most part, you know, there's always things that we want to perfect and tweak or whatever we do, but yeah, I feel wonderful. I, I feel like you know, it, it. I wish I had learned all this sooner. You <laughs> know, I spent a lot of time. You know, sort of expending a lot of energy when, when everything really was always, uh, it was all coming together. And 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 so, yeah, I, I I would say I do, and and I think everybody that's listening, I I think if if you don't feel like you have it all right now, the one piece of advice I would give you is. Go out there and learn about gratitude because you have so much more going for you right now. If you have power and, you know, you, you can sit in front of a computer or you have, you know, an iPod or whatever it is that you're listening to this, you know, means you have a roof over your head. You have food on your plate. You know, you are you, you have you have it all. You just need to realize that. Um, and gratitude is the way to do that. And then from there, it just takes off. Everything else becomes easier.
1: Mm. So Beautiful. Beautiful, I love that. Um, D, where can people go if they want to learn more about you and what you're all about?
2: Um, sure, um, the website that, that where I put the majority of my information is on mindmasteryalliance.com. dot com. So yeah, check it out. There's great resources there. There's lots of articles. There's lots of research. There's Uh, guided meditations and things to really help people kind of, you know, start to cultivate gratitude and and be at peace. And I I would encourage people to, you know, to go there and, um, you know, see what we have to offer. And uh, we're always adding to it. And, and also to just send me an email, there's a, there's a way that they can connect with me. I love to hear from people. So, so I'd love to hear from them.
1: Awesome. And uh, I'm going to put a link to your website, in the show notes. And I will just uh, real quick make a shout out to your guided meditations because I downloaded them. And before our call, I was listening to the Unlocking Your Unlimited Potential meditation, and it is fantastic. And for you also have some great resources for people, um, this is through your newsletter, who are skeptical about meditation or who've tried it but haven't really gotten what they thought they might get out of it. Um, you linked to a, a website that had I don't even know the best way to describe it, but it was it was basically it used sound waves to give you the the result and the impact of a lengthy meditation without actually going through a lengthy meditation. Mm-hmm. And so um again, there's there's that science, that science and research um backed approach to all of this stuff. So yeah, everyone check out Dee's website. Um it will be in the show notes. Um download the guided meditations, they're fantastic. And uh and Dee, I just wanna say Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, being my guest today, talking with me, sharing your wealth of information and experience and research. Um, I got so much, so much out of this conversation. So thank you very much.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. I'm so happy you and I connected. I just uh, I I had a chance to check out your site and uh, I just felt I just gravitated to you and I'm I'm really glad that you and I have had a chance to, to get to know each other and, and I look forward to future conversations.
1: Wonderful. So do I. Two quick things before you leave. First, did you know that the Having It All podcast is a part of the Fireside Network? Yep. We are one of the esteemed shows that calls Fireside Network home. That means if you ever want to listen to a show outside of iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcasting app is, all you need to do is visit firesidenetwork.com and under Shows, select Having It All. From there, you can access all the episodes, see the show notes, learn about my guests, and more. Second, I am very excited to announce that my brand new website is live. Visit matthewbivins.com and you can learn more about me, get plugged into an accountability group, and pick up some free content like the Abundance Benchmark. I am all about helping you not only identify what your ideal life looks like, but also helping you on your journey towards it. I want you to experience more abundance and love in your life. So, again, you can find out more information about all of that great stuff at MatthewBivens.com. Thank you once more for listening to the show. And here is to you having it all.